This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Hi, I am Alana Olifi, and you have just tuned into Body Matters, where everybody in the body of Christ matters. Today, we've got a very interesting topic. We're going to discuss the book of Revelations and the end times. I know that for many, this might be a very fearful topic, but I think that the more understanding we get on this topic, our perspective of Revelation might change. The question is... Are we in the end times? And I personally believe that we are, and that time is running out. But before I introduce you to my guest, I would just like to quote a scripture from Revelations 22, which is the last chapter of the book of Revelation, verse 7, and it says, And behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who obeys the word of the prophecy of this book. I must be honest and say that I myself don't really know much about the book of Revelation and that's why it's so interesting to actually have my guest speaker here to share um, a bit about it and I can't wait to hear Priscilla. So I want to introduce you to Priscilla Kuchlenberg. Hello Ilana, thank you so much for having me, it's a pleasure. (laughs) It's so so nice to have you, I think this is such an interesting topic and I think there's so many people who are so um, keen to actually know, are we in the end times, you know, and Mm -hmm. where do we fit in, in the end times. Um, Priscilla, don't you want to, you've actually been um, in ministry for for two years. Um, from 2007 and you are an ordained pastor you've got the gift for teaching um can you just share a little bit with us what if what other things you've been involved in in ministry yes alana apart from the revelations and song of songs which is also a part of what i love to do um I have been leading the intercession for the last few years at our church in Powerhouse. Okay, that's wonderful. And I'm also very involved in the healing rooms. That is the inner healing rooms, the way we, you know, we work with people who have real emotional hurts and problems. And I'm sure that also stems, goes over to physical healing at a later stage. It's all part of it, yes. That's wonderful. So Priscilla... Um, our topic of discussion, as I said to to the audience out there, is the book of Revelation and the end times. So what made you decide to teach on Revelation? You know, Alana, I will have to go back quite a few years with this one. <laughs> I attended a Song of Songs camp with Poppy Hufrish in uh, 2007. And during that camp, I was changed forever. Sure. Uh, you know, I realized I could have a deep personal relationship mm. with Jesus. And I emphasized the personal. Mm. Because before the camp, I would have described myself as a believing Christian. You know, I believed the Bible, I believed in prayer, I believed that the Holy Spirit would guide me, I was very active in church, all of that. But, you know, after the camp, this belief gripped my soul. Sure. It, it really, it became a reality in my spirit. And I, of course, now know it was only the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that, that did that for me. But Poppy then invited me to join her ministry team. 
And uh, that is when I started re- teaching Revelation and Song of Songs. And I did that to the children on her camps while okay, she was wow. teaching the adults. Um, and, and this that continued. Like preparation. Yes. <laughs> and this continued for a few years. Um, and then I went on to teach Revelation and also other courses to the university students of Power Team Impact University and hosted at Powerhouse and later also to the congregation there. Mm. So that was my background okay. uh, to Revelation. But then COVID set in and okay. you know that set us all off. Yes. And um, so for a year or two, I hadn't done it. And towards the end of last year, um, I woke up one morning and, and I realized that I have just had a dream. Well, maybe mm. it was a vision. I don't know. But you know, in those uh, few moments just before you're fully awake, yes, that's, that's when, the time. That's when you remember yes. everything the yes. clearest. <laughs> and in that segment, I saw a picture of my husband and I in the backyard. And mm. across the Vibercrete on the neighbor's side, there was the neighbor as well. And we were just standing there, and the next moment I saw what I can only describe as flying rocket bombs, you know, just approaching us. And they started flying overhead, Mm. and they were coming and coming, lots and lots and lots of them. And I turned to my neighbor, and I said, see, it's the end times. Sure. And then I woke up, and and Mm. I told my husband, you know what? I think the Lord is saying it's time to teach on Revelation again. And that's when I started. (laughs) So that was your confirmation. Yes. And and, and you have been trained and everything. So it was just God dropping that in your spirit again. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So for many out there, what, what is Revelation? You know, the word revelation is is only a translation of the ancient Greek word apocalypse, which simply means unveiling or even revealing. So it's Mm. not that glamorous catastrophes, you know, that we see in the movies. (laughs) Uh, Revelation just means that there's some information that God wanted to keep from us or he kept it veiled Mm. or hidden for a while. And now through this book, he is starting to reveal it to us. And I just love this depiction I have in my mind of of God just quietly pulling aside a veil and we can now see, you know. But right from the beginning, Uh, from the very first verses we are told that it is revelation of Jesus Christ and it also is him that is doing the unveiling Mm. so I just want to say this whole book is all about Jesus and And we should read it that way Mm. and when you say unveiling do you feel like God is supernaturally in this time specifically starting to unveil more and more I think it is definitely so. And also there is a hunger for hearing about revelation mm. that I haven't seen before. That is very um, true. Because when we started these classes that I'm currently giving, it was it had to be Zoom, you know. Mm. And I just put a little advert on a group that I had contact yes. with. And we expected about 20 people maybe, yeah. you know. And Ilana, we had to close this this whole sure. enrollment process wow. at eighty seven. Oh my! Because the group that was just getting too big. Yes, you know? and so, you could only take so much on Zoom. Exactly. So I I know that God is putting this hunger in people to learn about Revelation, because you know what? Basically, what you read about in Revelation just shows you God's mercy. Mm. I know people always think it's His judgment yes. and all that, but you actually find His mercy all over. In the fact also that he wants us to know 
so that we are prepared. Mm. And, and you know what? I think that a lot of people are interested because I think as Christians, we can feel, we can sense the end. I don't know. Every Christian mm. I've spoken to has has almost confirmed that same that feeling that we are um, heading towards the end. And, and times have changed. I mean, it's not just COVID, but COVID is almost one sign yes. of the end times. Yes, and I've spoken be. to, you know, to so many, many people. So I think there is this um, fascination or question, are we in the end times? Yes, that is true. You know? And do you know what I also just want to add? That yes. Do you know how many of the prophecies in Revelation mm. was given in the Old Testament already? And sure. it was given by many prophets, mm. not just one. Yes. So that also says to me that, you know, God's mercy, he has mm. been saying the same thing for many from generations. many, many generations. I know. Yes. I've heard someone mm. else mention the other day, um, you know, we said, oh, you know, we're in the end times. And they said, oh, but my grand, great-grandmother said we were in the end times. <laughs> but you know what? I, mm. I just do believe that God says, I think there's a scripture, and I don't know where it is, maybe you can help me out, where it says, if you can see the, the clouds in the sky, you know it's going to rain. How can you not discern yes, the end? The end Some, times, somewhere, yes. something like that. Yes. Sorry, I'm just quoting what I, <laughs> what I know. Mm, but mm. anyway, we are going to take a short music break but please stay tuned to find out where we fit into the timeline of the book of revelations this is body matters with alana willifee and my guest is priscilla kuchlenberg and we are discussing the book of revelation and the end times so priscilla what is your vision and purpose for presenting the course and what do you want others to you know to experience Lana, during the past few years, I was very surprised to learn how little people knew of Revelation. Mm, that's very true. I'm including us pastors here as well. Mm. And I also know that it's because many of us grew up with this idea and hearing these words. It's too difficult to understand and nobody can interpret all those images mm. and let's rather leave it alone. Yeah, I think <laughs> And of so. course the enemy to wants the you to leave it alone because, you know, his future and his end are spelled out there. So he doesn't want you to know about it. But I found, you know, that Revelation has lots of places where it actually explains mm. itself. And also, we, if God wants us to have very specific knowledge, for instance, about time or days, he gives it specifically. Mm. And also, there's an incredible amount of hope in Revelation, and sure. that people find strange. And that's part of what I want to give people from my course. Um, because amid all the doom and gloom you know, mm. that you read about, all the catastrophes that will take place, Jesus continues to show us the grace of God yeah. and his long-suffering nature. And his plans are to always try to get everybody on planet Earth to mm. choose him and not to perish. So let me give you just a few examples yes, of what please. I'm speaking about. Mm. Right in the first chapter, he tells us he is coming back. So we have this hope that we just have to endure for a little while and he will be fetching us to take us to be with him. Mm. And then he no less than seven times tells you that you are blessed if you read Revelations. Now, I don't yes. see anything there ah. about understanding. Yes. It just says reading, you know, seven times. Um, in the letters, for instance, mm. to the churches, he doesn't hit everybody over the head with what they're doing wrong. Yes. He comes and he adds the things he likes about mm. what you are mm. doing. He brings up the gold yes. first. 
And then he tells you how he wants to reward you, not how he wants to punish you. Mm. And chapter 4 tells us exactly what heaven looks like. So he is telling us, number one, there is a heaven. And number two, oh, won't it be wonderful if you are there? Mm. Every time he describes these natural disasters, when you start reading through the book, he stops and inserts something from heaven. Uh, I always think it's something that he won't, doesn't want us to be overwhelmed, yes. you know, when we read about all the other stuff. Mm. And he never, ever leaves earth without somebody witnessing. Uh, I don't think people realize that because there is the 144,000 Jewish evangelists, for instance, and they will be telling everybody about Jesus and how stuff works. And um, he follows this up with his two witnesses in Jerusalem, sure. and they will be speaking about the gospel in such a way that the whole earth can see them and hear them. And when they eventually disappear, God sends three angels flying through the air <laughs> to explain to us how things work and to get us to follow him and just believe in him. So you he's know. saying there is grace upon grace upon this grace. Is, is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. He is giving people chances and chances to mm. just choose him all mm. the time through all of those things happening. And, um, of course, the whole theme of Revelation is that God wins. Yes. And, uh, and the wrong that's been done to you will mm. be avenged by mm. him. And Satan and all his co-workers will be punished for what yeah. they do. You know, so that's my aim. And so I always tell the people on the course, if you leave tonight and you are anxious or mm. afraid or uncertain, then I haven't done my job. Yeah. I want to instill you with hope. <laughs> yes, and I think God is such a gracious God. Like, you, like just listening to you now, that God gives us opportunity after opportunity to accept Him. Yes, you know, yes. and I think we um, look at Revelation and we think, "Oh my goodness, it's doom and gloom." And I think that's what a lot of people decide they're just not going to read it. That is true, you know. And some people think, "Oh, it's just so many symbolic stuff." You know, I don't really understand it, so that I'm just going true. to leave it. Yes. But so you are also saying, and I just want to repeat what you said at the beginning, that even if you read the book without understanding, it says that you are blessed. You are blessed already. Yes. Sure. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so, Priscilla, where do we currently then fit into the timeline stipulated in Revelation? I know everybody's keen to hear. What times are we in now? Do you know, I have to give you a whole picture, Alana, so that you can understand this. But before I do that, I want to start by telling you about the letters to the churches, just very, okay. very briefly, yes, because it had a very great influence on how I perceive the rest of Revelation. Mm. Um, what I found out was that the churches, the letters to the churches, are given in a very, very specific order. And it is actually the order in which they are situated there in modern Turkey at the moment. But the meaning of their names spelled out church history that followed after Jesus went to heaven. Sure. Let me quickly show that to you. The first church was Ephesus, his heart's okay. desire. The very first people were the, the apostles. Mm -hmm. They were his heart's desire. The Smyrna is the second one. It means bitter, the name. And in history, that's what happened next to the church, bitter, bitter persecution. Sure. Pergamum came next, mixed marriage is the, is the meaning of that. And the church then became a compromising church, mixed wow. marriage. 
Then came Tiatira, and uh, that is me, the meaning of that is spiritual adultery, mm. and that describes the church we had during the dark Middle Ages. Wow. That is exactly what they were. Sardis is the ones that escaped the yoke. Now, by this time, we had a spiritually dead church coming mm. out of the you know the Middle Ages, but. The Reformation started, and that they, that that is those that escaped the mm. yoke. And the next one was Philadelphia, which means brotherly love, and it uh-huh. was the start of all the evangelistic mo- movements, you know. So yeah. it is brotherly love. Wow. And we're in this last one. We are in Laodicea, and in history it is it means the government of the will of the people of the city. So we can shortly describe it yes. as democracy. Okay. Now, this is because the church at the moment is mostly governed by people and not by God. I think that we can see that everywhere. So if that is not incredible enough, um, Mm. this is what influenced me so much. There is actually another church in that region Mm. existing at the same time, and it is at Colossa. You know the letter to the Colossians? And um, it's not mentioned in Revelation. So if Jesus had just wanted to relay the history or the circumstances Mm. of the existing churches, why did he leave out Colossa? Uh, so this clearly says to me only one thing. The churches mentioned were hand-picked wow. because Jesus wanted to relay a very specific set mm. of information to okay. us. And this is true for the rest of Revelation as well. So I say that everything we read is specifically recorded with a specific aim in mind, the way the book is structured, okay. the way things are described, the order of events, everything. Mm. It isn't just given. Okay, it's, there's so, a structure. Okay, so you're saying that Revelation is actually set out in time periods. Yes. And, and the churches represent a time period. Am yes, I right? You can Yes, that okay. as well. So we are in the very beginning um, of ages, which we call the church age. Uh, okay. This is the same as what John was in before he was raptured. But the previous things I said was because in chapter 4, um, he is raptured. So that tells me that because I believe it is very specific, mm. we will also be raptured yes. at the end of the church age. right? So John is raptured, and the, what happens then is that he stays in heaven basically for the rest of Revelation. He mm. is speaking from there, and he is seeing things on earth, and he's also seeing things mm. in heaven. Because the book of Revelation, if I'm not right, is written by John. Is written by John, inspired yes, by his visions definitely. and what he has, and ex- it was given ex- by Jesus to him. To him. Yes, okay. that is correct. So, in the church age, the church is here; it's operating here, it's existing here. But then comes the rapture. Now, the rapture is only taking up. You know, it's been we taken up to okay. heaven, and like John, we will then be in heaven, and we will be receiving rewards because the bride mm. is the one that's being raptured. Now, what? Who are the bride? You can yes. you can describe them as the faithful church um, of Jesus since ever, since forever, since he was resurrected, right? Okay. Was The bride was the people who genuinely was his followers and yes. really believe in Jesus. Um, so we are raptured, we are in heaven, and we then receive rewards. Yes, as I, as I quoted in that very first scripture that, that I read correct. out. 
And that ends when Jesus comes down to earth again. Mm. Um, but in the meantime, that's why I'm saying it's this parallel thing. At the bottom on earth, there is a seven-year tribulation period. And that is the time that the person that we will call the Antichrist will be reigning there. Okay, so I just want to get it straight. because I, 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 So we will get raptured first yes. before the tribulation. Before the tribulation okay. then starts in earnest, yes. Okay. And the way that we are going to be raptured is also something that people wonder about. Mm. It's just that the people that are dead in Christ will rise up from their graves. They will receive a new body. And Jesus, in the meantime, has come down from heaven okay. and is waiting for us in the air. Okay. And we who are living at that time mm. will also receive new bodies and join him there. And okay. then he will take us up to okay. heaven. Right. Now, um, on earth, uh, with this tribulation period, um, it is called tribulation because really, Alana, things will not be going well mm. down here on mm. earth. Because God is starting his judgments. And those judgments are getting fiercer and fiercer as the time goes on. Sure. Now, at the end of the seven years, that um, Antichrist will be mustering a whole big army mm. um, because he will want to then fight against um, Jesus, who is coming down from earth with us. We, he's bringing us okay, with him. So we'll be raptured and then and after then, the tribulation, we'll correct. be coming back. Okay. That's correct, yes. And Satan will be thrown into the bottomless pit. And he will then be there for a thousand years, mm. and that is what we call the millennium. And for that thousand years, uh, Jesus will be reigning on sure. earth. Um, after that thousand years, what happens is that Satan will be released from the pit okay. just for a short while. And he will again raise an army against wow. God, but this time around, God will just rain fire down on him. Sure. He will then be thrown into hell. And that is the end that he doesn't want you to know about. And then at the same time, everybody on earth and everybody that's left will be facing God in what they always call the great white throne judgment. Sure. And then after that judgment time, God creates a new earth, new heaven, new Jerusalem. And that is the, f the whole timeline okay. that I've given you. So we are really right here still in the beginning. Okay, and the that, then I age. just want to, I know that there's a lot of discrepancy about this, but if if God, um, those who, God will obviously, his people will be raptured, and then those who stay on earth, that, that is part of the tribulation, is there still any hope for them? Alana, there is, but the chances are getting slimmer and slimmer okay. because the catastrophes that happen to earth are physical. So mm. you might be in an earthquake when the rapture happens there's an earthquake and sure. you might die just there yes. you might be in an airplane where the pilot is actually raptured mm. and the plane goes down you have about two minutes mm. and then you are also dead you mm. might be in a tsunami um you see where yes. i'm going with this yes. so you cannot bank on the fact that you will have time yeah and that you can do this so technically yes you can but you can't make, you, you can't um, for yeah. sure know yes. this, that you can do that. I think that the question that I'm just asking is, I know that those are radical. I mean, God gives us opportunity. No one wants to be part of the tribulation. I think that's, it sounds like the, the toughest time that yes. the, the earth is ever going to experience. And I don't yes. think anybody would want to be there. Yes. But I'm just saying if there was, and, and for some or other reason, they decide, you know, they want to give their lives to God. I, 
I'm sure God's grace. We don't know all the answers, but I'm sure God's grace is. is Remember there. what I told you in the beginning. Yes. There's the evangelists. Yes. There's the two witnesses. There's the angels. Mm. Ample opportunity yes, is given. Yes. yes, you can. Okay. Um, Priscilla, tell us more about the rapture. That's a little bit more detail of, of what your understanding of the rapture is. I will do so. But before I start there, I just want to clear off a few things. And yes. first of all, people always saying, but the word rapture is not in the Bible. Mm. So I want to say to you that it is not in the English Bible, but you will find it in the Latin Bible. Wow. Because St. Jerome translated the Bible into Latin in the 5th century. And he used the word rapture when he translated the Greek word harpazo. And harpazo's meaning is only caught up. So even though we are not using the word rapture, yes. the event it describes is most definitely in the Bible. And I'm going to give you a few clues about that. But I also want to say that people are literally fighting over mm. rapture issues. Yes. And I think <laughs> some things need to be cleared. You know, honestly, I, I just want to earnestly mm. plead with my brethren in Christ, you know, that we don't fight over non-salvation issues. Yes. And that if we differ in opinion, that we give our opinion in a loving and yes. respectful way. That's the only thing I'm no, asking. I agree, you know? <laughs> you. I agree with you. But in Revelation, John is raptured in uh, chapter 4. And just after the letters to the Ecclesia, and here's the first clue that I want to give you. That word Ecclesia is the name for the body of the faithful that will okay. be raptured. And this word is not found again until Revelation 19. Now, remember what I sure. said about that everything in Revelation is done so specifically. Mm, Why mm, is it never time. mentioned again throughout the tribulation? Surely God would have given us a few hints about what mm. to do here and what to do there if we had been here. So that was clue number one. I'm only going to give you so, sort of four clues, but there are okay. many more. The second clue I'm going to give you is in Revelation itself, in, in, in chapter 19, verse 7, it says, For the wedding feast of the Lamb has come. And his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Mm. And then comes verse 14, and it says, The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Now, have uh -huh. we just now just not read that the people that the fine linen and bright and clean linen mm. was given to was the bride? So yeah. this is very obviously there was a previous event where she was raptured yes. to be given her fine linen yes. and then coming back with Jesus. Mm. That so, was so clue to be number clothed. two. Yes. Then the third clue you will find in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 2 to 3, and it says there, For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief mm. in the night. Now, Alana, how do you know that there was a thief in your house? You get up the next morning maybe and find, you know, stuff yes. gone. Yes, it's and something that you don't expect. Exactly. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor mm. pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. Sure. Now, peace and safety are definitely not the, a description of events just before Jesus comes finally. Mm. Because remember all these catastrophes? Mm. Earth looks dreadful. Armageddon yes. is getting ready. That's not peace and safety. So this is a different event yes. than that very final yes. one. That is the rapture one. And my last clue I want to give you is uh, Amos uh, 8 verse 12. Mm. It talks about that time and it says, 
People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. Sure. Now, true believers mm. know the Bible because they love the Bible. I'm sure if I ask you to recite John 3.16, you would just do it mm. off, just like that, right? So if no one could be found with knowledge of the word, where are they? Yes. And God says, and God says that He lays His words upon our hearts. Yes. So yes. you know, if if you're a child of God, you've got the Word of God in your heart, in your even heart. if you don't have a Bible, exactly. even if you don't know anything. Even if the, the Antichrist word. has burnt all the Bibles in yes. the world, somebody walks around with that word in her heart, mm. and that's the bride. So where is she? That she cannot yes. be found. And then I just want to say a word of caution. You know, Alana, the timing of the rapture. Mm. Really, the bottom line. Is mm. nobody knows. Nobody knows. Can I quote you quickly yes, Jesus' own words? It's uh, in Matthew 24, verse 36. He says, But about that day or hour, no one knows, mm. not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, only the Father. Only the Father. So not even Jesus knows the end. The, you know, when Jesus was on earth, mm. he did not know. And if you read or if you look at that uh, film, uh, let me quickly think about the name Before the Wrath. Uh, before the it Wrath. It tells you about the Galilean wedding, and that gives a beautiful picture mm. of what they're talking about here. So oh, I would really advise interesting. I'd anybody like to, watch, to that. watch that. Yeah. So please don't believe mm. people's predictions. You know, <laughs> they come out and say it will be on the 12th of October. Yeah. 2015 and at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And that also reminds me of Nobody the scripture knows. where it says, if someone says to you, I saw Jesus here or there, don't go. Exactly. Because <laughs> when he comes, exactly. everyone will see him. Everyone, and everyone will. will know that he's here. That is correct. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Um, Priscilla, now we've spoken about the rapture. And you said after the rapture is the time of tribulation. Tell us more about the time of tribulation. What is it going to be like and, and what is it? Okay, Lana. Um, the tribulation is, is a seven-year period on earth, as we spoke about earlier. And it is where the Antichrist, the person we call the Antichrist, mm. will be reigning. Um, and God in this time would judge the earth for absolutely all the sin that mm. has been done on it forever and ever. So that's why the judgment is so severe. And um, we will see that this is the final mm. seven years mm. of the earth that we know. Mm. Just just a quick thing. When you talk about the Antichrist, I know many people wonder about the Antichrist, and I know I'm throwing it in now. What do you perceive as being the Antichrist? The Antichrist is somebody who will be, there's a lot of clues in the mm. Bible that describes what we can expect. But basically, he is going to be a person who is very charismatic. He has beautiful words. Mm. He will be able to speak to Jews and Islamic uh, people mm. and normal Christian people. Um, okay. Not that the others are abnormal. <laughs> Sorry, that <laughs> word came out wrong. <laughs> but what yeah. I meant was he can talk to all the yes. major religious groups on earth and they will believe him. And, they, and, and they wasn't there some way that it says he'll be the peacemaker? He will definitely come okay. and he will try to have peace on the earth and he will get very far with that, by the way. Um, so he is a person. So he'll win the crowd. He will. Okay. Uh, the biggest thing about him that you must know is that he is eventually going to be the world leader. 
Okay. So there so will one be world a one-world order, order yeah, okay. under his tutelage. Sharon, okay. sorry to interrupt Mm-mm, you. Can no, carry on with what you were saying. I think that was important because important. a lot of people ask, what, who is, you know? Yes. yes. Okay. Now, this judgment I spoke about from the tribulation, it's going to happen with three groups of events. Um, they are the seals, the trumpets, and the bowls. But... They get more and more severe, you know, as the time goes on. But before we go into those, I just want to explain something that I found in Revelation. And that is that after the seventh seal was opened. Now, I just want to explain to you that the seventh of every group Mm. just heralds what's coming up next. Okay. So after that seventh seal was opened, I find these words describing an event. Mm. And the words are thunder, rumblings, lightning, earthquake, hail. Sure. Then I went and I looked at after the seventh trumpet, exactly the same words. They're describing something and it's lightning, rumbling, thunder, earthquake, hail. Sure. And then I went to look after the seventh bowl mm-hmm. and there it was. Um, lightning, rumbling, thunder, earthquake and hailstones. So that led me personally to believe that there is an event okay. that is the end of all three of these. And I just gave it the name, The Storm. Okay. So I just wanted to just tell you what I meant by yes, the storm yes. when I speak about it further. So the seals, trumpets, bowls, they are in sequence. So the first seal opens. I cannot go into detail because mm. there's too much. But everybody knows that. It's the four horses. You know, they're very okay. famous. And now the horses start running and the martyrs start appearing And seals two to six are open now in succession. And uh, the mountains and islands disappear in earthquakes. People are hiding in caves, you know, all that kind of thing. So the first seal is opened and it sets into um, motion a lot of events Mm. and they end in the storm. Okay. Then in the meantime, 144,000 what I call Jewish evangelists, because they will be Jews, Mm. are sealed and they start their ministry. And they will carry on while all these things are going on. They carrying on until they are all beheaded and arrive in heaven. And this is part. And this is during the time of of the tribulation. tribulation. Yes. Then, after the seventh seal is now Mm -hmm. opened, it's the start of the trumpets. So then, the first trumpet is blown. And that sets into motion its own set of events. So just to give you an idea, there's also hail, there's meteors and comets. We think that is what makes the water bitter. There are the demonic locusts, the demonic horse Mm. riders, um, all that kind of things. Mm. But you must remember that the horses are still running. The seal stuff are still going on. Wow. Wow. Now this is now thrown into Mm. the mix as Mm. well. And it ends in the storm. And then we get to where the angel with the seven thunders appear. That's always a very interesting one for me because no one knows what it says. John was told not to write it down. So whenever we start thinking, ah, I know everything about Mm. everything, then I always think, "Mm mm-hmm. What about the thunders? (laughs) We don't know. And um, the two witnesses appear. And this is the time that the dragon and the beasts that everybody knows about comes. That's just Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophet. Okay, so they appear on the scene, and then the seventh trumpet is blown. Now, that seventh trumpet is the end of grace. And what happens immediately after that is God throws out his bowls. Mm. But his bowls are final judgments. They're the worst that you can get. So all seven of them are now flung down on earth. But you must remember, the horses are still Mm. running. The... 
the locusts and the stuff from this from the trumpets are still going on. Sure. And now this as well. Yes, so and just it ends one in the yeah. One catastrophe after, after another, another. Yes, getting more, right worse word. and yes, worse and sure. worse. And then this storm is sort of the end of it all. Okay. And during that storm, Satan is getting all his troops together to fight against the Lord. Because mm. by now, the Antichrist um, is not only just the head of the uh, world order, but he has also kicked the false prophet out. So he's also in charge of the worship. Mm. It is satanic worship. Sure. And it's now visibly this end of the storm is this Armageddon. We refer to it mm. as Armageddon, which is really a war between good and evil. Wow. And the moment God uh, of Jesus, of course, supernaturally just wins mm. this war. And Satan is put into his uh, pit for a thousand years. And then comes the millennium. I'm not going to go further than yes. that because we spoke yes. of that yes. earlier. Yes, you've given us the timeline yeah. already. But that's sort of how the tribulation mm. on earth will work. So I can honestly say I really don't want to be there. Well, it really. sounds like a mouthful, and I know that's I know that you have got so much more that you could tell us, yes. and in so much more detail. Yes. And I know a lot of this stuff is very symbolic, yes. but that is why you've got a course that yes, you're busy that doing, so that you can break everything down and make it clear, so that everybody could understand everything in more detail. That is true, Alana. Um, but thank you. We are going to take a short music break and I want you to stay tuned to hear more about the vaccine and is it part of the mark of the beast? Um, I will also give Priscilla's details afterwards. So at the end of the show, so if you want to grab a pen and paper, you can have that ready and we'll be back shortly. I hope you enjoyed that song. Um, it's Alana Willifier and I'm with Priscilla Kuchlenberg. Um, and we are discussing Revelation and the End Times on my show called Body Matters. Um, Priscilla, we spoke about the vaccine and there's so many people that have this big question. Is the vaccine the mark of the beast? Can you just clarify that for us, please? I will do my best, Alana. Um, I think what we need to do is have a list of all the things that the mark of the beast is is okay. um, from revelations and then we just compare the two we just see if the vaccine fits that mm. and then if we i think we will find our answer that way okay so the first thing that we have to know that the bible tells us is that we know that the mark of the beast can't be here if the beast is not here so the beast is remember that world leader yes that makes sense yes he's the leader of the political system so do you see somebody like that on the world stage at this moment? And the answer has to be no. Then, am I forced to take it on threat of death? Because the mark of the beast has to be taken by people. And if they don't, they will be beheaded. Now, nobody is forced forcing me to, and, yes. uh, and is threatening me with being killed. So mm. the answer is no. Do I also have to worship the beast? Because the worship of the beast... And the sign, the mark mm. of him, they're inseparable. So I don't, by worship, I don't mean that you follow him on Facebook mm. or something or that you just, you really, really worship him as a God mm. and you swear allegiance to him. No. Is it administered on my right hand or forehead? 
No, the vaccines are definitely injected or inhaled or, you know, something like that. So the answer is no. Then, does its name or its registration number or its products or origin stamp or whatever, does that total up to 666? Because Revelation says that's how we will recognize Mm. it. Mm. The answer is no. Did you see three angels flying in the air? Because one of those angels are Mm. going to tell you, do not take the mark. Wow. I, I don't know about you, Alana, mm. but I haven't seen them mm. yet. So we have said no to everything mm. that the Bible says the mark of the beast mm. is. So the answer is no for the moment, but it has the potential, I suppose. So we will just yes. have to We don't watch. know what form yeah. the mark of the beast will come in yes. in the future. Can so, I, sorry, can yes. I sort of just give a little bit more on the 666 of my opinion? Please, please share with because us. I think we must be very careful about creating a whole set of superstitions around the number Mm. 666. Because after all, at this stage in time, it's just a normal number. It comes after 665 and before 667. Mm. So what are you going to do if you have to sit on seat 666 on the the sports (laughs) stadium, you know? Or if 666 is on your car number plate or whatever. So. We have this beautiful acronym. It says, do not believe false evidence appearing real, which is an acronym, of course, for fear. Fear. Because that's all that all the speculation and Mm. stuff is doing, instilling fear in people, which is not necessary. So I I say, if if somebody says to you, this is the 66 mark, then take note, Mm. sort of keep it in the back of your mind. Do not overreact because that's what we all do. Test it against what the Bible teaches. Watch things develop. Mm. And, of course, I mean, the most important is check with Holy Spirit inside. So what you're actually saying, Priscilla, is that when the time comes for the mark of the beast, we will all know. We will. It's not going to be a question whether or not or is it or maybe it's going to be We will definitely know this is it. You cannot get the mark without knowing about it. So you can't be sleeping in your Mm. bed and wake up this morning and you have have this mark. mark. Um, And you will be killed if you don't take it. So that's one of the big ones that you will know that is how it works. And I'm so glad that you clarified that because a lot of people that, you know, there's so many things going on in the world. You know, we... You always think if someone's the prime minister of America, maybe he's going to be, you know, the one. Or if something new comes out, is it the end? And I think it's probably all leading up to the end. And I think it's good that we are awake and alert in the spirit. But as you said, we will know as we know. Yes. When that happens. And that that you mentioned earlier, you said that in every generation there were people Mm. thinking. And that was one of the problems with that was that they then interpreted their um, situation, situation, you know, and said, oh, here we are. So this must Mm. be the mark and that must be the beast. And and then all of them were wrong. I think every president, American president in living memory has already been cited as being and it's it's so true. And I think, you know what, we, because we don't know that much about Revelation, and I think that is why it's so important because the Bible says we will perish because of a lack of knowledge. Yes. And if we don't have the knowledge, we don't know the word of God, we will not know. 
we will be deceived at the end. And so the word of God gives us definitely guidelines, directions, and revelations. It's so good. Like you said, even if we just read through it, we are blessed. Just to have an idea because that Holy Spirit will put you in remembrance of things, you know, Um, and I believe that's God speaking in us, the word that filtrates within us. And um, so I think that is why it's so important that, that we do know what stands in Revelation. Yes, that is true. Um, and Priscilla, yeah, so I know that there's a lot of people that I've been now so intrigued by your talk and um, they obviously want to know a little bit more. So tell us about your course that you're presenting because I know that the course obviously has so much more detail to it. That is true, yes. Okay. Uh, as I told you, we had to resort to Zoom. Um, which means that we have a cap on the amount of people in one course mm-hmm. because of the Zoom packages that, that limit your numbers. But uh, it runs on a Thursday evening at this stage, and it is from 7 to 9 in the evening. Okay. And we really try to do two chapters per evening. So that is a lot to okay. cover, a ground to cover. But what we also do is we very informally, just on my cell phone, we make a recording of the class. So that okay. is available to the people on the course. If they want to, you know, catch up, maybe they missed a class or if they just mm. want to look at things more slowly because I also send them my PowerPoint. Okay. So um, that's the way we do it. And, and, and you study directly from the Word, from what I can absolutely. gather. You take chapter by chapter yes. and you explain it yes. and go into detail. That is what we do. Okay. We so it's Word-based. Yes, it's Word-based. We work through the mm. text itself. Yes, so we are amazing. reading it verse by verse and seeing what it yeah, says. Yeah, no, that yes. is amazing. So thanks, Priscilla. Um, we're going to end off with some prayer, and then I will give you Priscilla's details after this. So, Priscilla, um, would you like to start? I would with, love with prayer. to start. Father God, I know that the truth that is in your book, Revelation is the absolute truth, just as everything in the Word is, but you even put something extra in Revelation. In a few places you say, this is really Mm. my Word. So we want to thank you for that. We want to thank you for the fact that you have so much mercy on us, that you want us to know these things so that it doesn't catch us unawares. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Thank you that every time we think Nothing worse can happen, can it? You come and you give us something else to look at, something else to focus on that shows your beautiful, beautiful nature. Lord, I, my prayer is that every person hearing this will have a hunger in their heart mm. to hear about Revelation, to read up about it, to go and fetch their Bibles and start reading it again, and that they will not be influenced by all of us saying, oh, it's too difficult and you can't do it alone and just start reading. And Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit will tell you so many things just by reading that book. Thank you, Lord. You are so, so good. Father, I just want to thank you for every listener out there. Father, your word says that you come like a thief in the night. And Father, I just pray not to put fear in any person but that you will prepare every person's heart, Father, for your coming, Lord. Lord, we don't know the hour or the day, but I pray for every listener out there that you will give them such a hunger Mm. for your word, Father God, such a hunger for you, Lord, 
and that you will touch them, Father, supernaturally. And I pray, Father, if there's anyone out there and they might think, oh, you know what, I felt God so much, you know, I've disappointed him. I'm such a sinner. God would never want me. And I just want to say to you, God loves you so much. And as Priscilla said, God gives us opportunity after opportunity. His grace and mercy is upon us every single day. The fact that you are still alive means that it's still time for you to um, experience God's love, to turn to him. God says, my grace and my mercy is upon you every single day. His arms are wide open. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how you feel. God is greater than that. God is greater. He doesn't look at what you've done. God is interested in you. And all you need to do is just confess with your tongue. And so today I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. So please just repeat after what I say. If you you feel like today is the day, and I believe today is the day of salvation, that God is calling you, that you are not listening to this program by accident. God has ordained this time for you. And I just pray that you will just repeat after me. Father God, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me with your blood, Father God. Father, I want to make you Lord and God over my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let your Spirit of truth fill me, Father. Today I make you Lord and God over my life. I surrender everything to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, I believe that you belong to Jesus. And there's nothing that you have to do to earn God's love. He says, I'm the one who makes you willing and able to obey me. I'm the one who um, is the beginning and the end. So Father of God will work out his good work in you. So all you need to do is believe. Believe that he died, that he rose again, and that he did it all for you, for your salvation. So thank you, Lord. I just praise you and thank you for every single person. I pray that their lives will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. If this program has blessed you and you would like to contact Priscilla or even join her online courses, please contact her on the following about.revelation at gmail.com. I just want to repeat that. It's about.revelations with the S at gmail.com. So, yes, that's the end of our program. And I just want to say thank you so much, Priscilla, for sharing with us. I know there's so much more you wanted to to share, but the time is so short. But I pray that God will bless you and your ministry. And, yeah, and that you will just experience um, a miracle after miracle. And God will touch the people that you are, are working with and bringing across the word to. So, yes, unfortunately, this is the end of the program. 
I just want to thank you for joining me on Body Matters, where everybody in the in the body of Christ matters. And we'll meet again next Saturday, same time, same frequency, with more great conversation from me, Alana Ulifi. Have a blessed week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.